Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a month. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and tonight I am joined by two of my buddies, two of my brothers. I am so excited to be here because we got a fun, fun topic. But I want to say hi to everybody first. I'm going to start. With my buddy to the south, Mr. Joe Q. What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? How are you tonight? This, I'm good. Uh, fine December 1st evening. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Dude, the holidays are coming up so fast on us. I'm telling you, I haven't even like started my Christmas shopping yet. This is not a good situation. I did not put myself in, in a good spot to uh, get gifts on time. But I'm here recording with you guys. I'm excited about that. Uh, it's good to be back on the show and looking forward to tonight's topic. Well, we had uh, our elf show up today, and uh, came last night and was feeding the ducks and doing all kinds of fun stuff. That elf is just causes trouble around here, so I know there's lots of parents out there who their elf elf friend has showed up as well, and I'm sure you're enjoying his or her company in your home for the next 25 days. Uh, speaking of an elf, I don't know, it doesn't really fit you at all. You're the tallest one, I think, of the entire uh, group. Dan, how are you, man? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, It's been a week here in the Rossi household. I don't know. My... My wife got into a small fender bender in the high school parking lot this week, and then yesterday one of our dogs like took off on me and went missing, and she was gone for about 24 hours. Like, and it's cold here too, so she was out overnight, uh, freezing temperatures. It was about 15 degrees last night, and uh, you know everyone in the family was on edge because we couldn't find her. But uh, happy ending in, in the end here. We thankfully found her uh, this morning, uh, and uh, she's home safe and okay. So. Good news. Dude, you've, you've worried me the last couple of times we've chatted because the first time you were out of breath and you were like, I just lost my dog. And uh, then you're out of breath today when I talked and I was like, did you lose the dog again because I knew you got it back? And uh, you were like, no, I'm doing a Peloton ride. And I'm like, uh, okay. You know, that's one of those great things about over at DDP Sorcerer's running team is a lot of people have Pelotons and they get on and they do rides together. I know you and Ben Waldman did a ride uh, yeah. today, I think. How'd it go? Yeah, it was good. I mean, so, you know, he, he saw me on there and I was actually doing a strength uh, workout and he's like, hey, let's let's do a ride. I'm like, well, hey, I'm going to do a 45 minute ride after this. Uh, and the last time I rode with him, he uh, he kicked this old man's butt. So I was like, you know what? I, I got to bring it this time. And, uh, you know, I, I almost died in that 45 minutes, but I hit a personal record. He pushed me. So we did really well. It was a good race. He actually had to bow out like towards the end because he had some uh, some Disney stuff to take care of. But uh, in, in my mind, oh, I, sure. I think he was just like, you know what, Dan, you're, you're too much for me today, so I can't handle it. <laughs> he was hitting the wall, man. I know I know Ben. That's it. He was hitting the wall. He was out hitting golf balls, I think, early this morning, too. So, he, you know, he might have been a little bit tired. Um, speaking of Marathon Weekend and speaking of the running team, Joe, look, you've got to be getting ready. I mean, you've got a race coming up pretty much a little over a month from now. Uh, how is training going? How's everything? I mean, of course, we're going to be spending a lot of time down there together. I'm excited, brother, to see you. Yeah, I mean, the training's going okay. It's not, I mean, I'm running this race with my brother this year, so I'm going to be kind of in the back just kind of hanging out, and we're going to kind of do it together. Um, 
he's a much, much slower runner. So, I mean, I've been doing all right. I haven't gotten as many long runs as I've wanted to get in, but, um, you know, I'll get another long run in this weekend and I'm not going to be setting any, uh, any records uh, or PRs this, uh, this year's uh, half marathon weekend. Yeah, I actually, I'm much different than a lot of people who run run Disney races. I get so amped up and like, I'm lucky enough to start in like the A or B corral. You know, I submit a really good time, but, uh, but I like to go and run fast at Disney. It's flat. The weather's always good. Um, I get the, the energy and the adrenaline's going. I meet uh, people from other running teams that I know and, and they get you going. I mean, and what better place to run in a place that we love so much? I mean, and so that just gets me going. Um, so unlike a lot of other people who will go and take pictures, I'm actually out there trying to be hard and do the best I can. But this year's going to be a little bit different. Uh, this year's going to be kind of hanging out with my brother, uh, doing the run together. Um, we've never run a race together, my brother and I. He ran the Marine Corps Marathon years ago and actually almost finished. He finished 23 of the 26 miles and then uh, kind of uh, bowed out because um, of cramps. But So this will be fun for him and I to do this together. But yeah, I'm looking forward to a great marathon weekend. It's going to be quick. It's coming up soon. But looking forward to hanging out with you and the fam and uh, seeing all of our Sorcerer's running team down there. And uh, yeah, just another uh, – and I'm staying at Saratoga, so that's awesome too. So, But yeah, looking forward to it. Training's going good. And, uh, you know, we'll just we'll see what January brings. But uh, it'll be here before you know it. We need to put a travel together on our, our – our rooms because maybe we could be side by side and we could be bunk buddies you know what i mean i love it we could have fun <laughs> it'd be good uh lots of fun well speaking of marathon weekend speaking of the ddp sorcerers today running team uh look we're hitting that last 30 days right now to raise money for give kids of the world and we're be doing something really really cool uh and i'm gonna tell you about it right now starting on uh monday so you will hear this show it come of course come out tuesday so starting right away starting right now uh, Away With Me Travel and DDP Today are going to match the first $1,000 donated within the next two weeks. Here's the best part about it, okay? Once you donate, for every $10 you donate, send me an email, show at awaywithmetravel.com, or you can send it to uh, DisneyDadJustin at gmail.com. I am going to put your name into a drawing, and that drawing is going to be to be able to be a co-host on a future DDP Today show. Uh, so for every $10 you donate, of course, we will match that up to $1,000. And then also, you will be able to have that chance to come on. You will pick the topic, uh, and we will have a blast talking Disney, and you can be a guest on DDP today. Super excited for that. So go right now. Click that link right below. Donate some money. Get that. Uh, get those those names in the bucket, and we will do a drawing. And after the new year, we'll raise that money, and we'll have you on the show. Super looking forward to that. Guys, I'm just, I'm just springing that on you. Uh, Joe, pretty exciting, right? Is that a prize or is that a punishment? I don't know, man. Sure I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, may, I may be hurting our, no. our fundraising here. I don't know. <laughs> no, it sounds, that sounds awesome, man. We got a great, you know, DDP family, a lot of great and generous people out there. And, uh, yeah, whoever is, uh, you know, gets to come on the show with us will be, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, maybe we'll let them even pick the topic. I don't know. I mean, yeah, be like a wild card. They can card. pick the topic. I mean, we can so. have some fun. Dan, it's always a good time, man. It's yeah. something to raise some money. We've got yeah. a couple other things coming, too. I've still got it. I'm wearing a kilt in the Magic Kingdom. I'm going to get my hands on a kilt. Um, and uh, But, yeah, I'm going to wear a kilt in the Magic Kingdom. We are going to do some other really, really fun stuff. Um, if we hit that $10,000 goal, um, I think I'm going to let uh, – we'll dye my hair, you know, whatever. We'll do uh, uh, the Mickey colors in my hair or something like that. We'll come up with something really <laughs> fun. I want to hit that 10000 before December 31st, and we'll knock that out. So we're super excited about that. Dan, hey, look, we're coming down to the end, man. we got to push. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a great event. Uh, you know, we're going to help a lot of people. 
and uh, some some families to be able to go down to Disney uh, at a time of need. So uh, I'm looking forward to hitting that number. And I know our DDP family is going to step up and, uh, and help us out there. Yeah, well, let's get into it. Speaking of being down there, one thing that most people on Marathon Weekend and when you run races that you enjoy doing is you love to be in Epcot and have beverages and drinks and beverages and drinks. Wow, getting late, huh? Beverages and food around Epcot and uh, enjoy your time after you've ran those races. And we got to thinking a little bit about Epcot itself. You know, there's so many great attractions. There's so many great places to eat. But there may be a lot of places, a lot of hidden gems, especially around World Showcase, that you have either never been to or maybe you didn't quite think about. And so tonight we're going to get into this. This is going to be a two-part show. Uh, we will do part one tonight, and we will finish it up next week with part two. And we are going to do the hidden gems of World Showcase diving in. I was given some grief because, look, whenever I go to World Showcase, Joe, I typically turn right. I typically go to Canada. That's how I begin my journey. But I think the majority of people turn left and start in Mexico. First, let me figure this out. Joe, which way do you go? So uh, my southern friend, I agree with you. You turn right and you go towards our neighbors to the north and you go towards Canada. That is the correct way to navigate World Showcase. You finish to our neighbors in the south, which is Mexico. So, no, I, we are correct. I 100% agree. Dan? You know, I, I'm a Mexico first guy. However, a lot of times we are staying over there in that boardwalk, beach club, yacht club area. So when we get there, we go right and we head, you know, right to France. So we kind of go that way. So it, it, it really depends. But if I'm if I'm coming through Epcot, I'm going to Mexico first. Sorry. Well, let's turn left and let's head in to our neighbors to the south. We're going to head into the Mexico Pavilion and talk about some of the hidden gems there. Look, some of these you might say, I'm a Disney expert. I go all the time and that's not a hidden gem at all. But for a lot of people, they may have not thought about it. They may have just passed through uh, on their journey through Mexico. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the first thing. I think it's one of the most, the biggest hidden gems, Joe, of uh, of any attraction really in Walt Disney World. A lot of people don't do it. Whenever you look at wait times, it's got one of the shortest wait times in all of Walt Disney World typically. And that is the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the three Caballeros. Joe, have you ever done this uh, attraction? Absolutely. I mean, this is a staple in uh, World Showcase. Uh, I love the Three Caballeros. I love Donald in there. I was actually really sad when the animatronics were were not 100% healthy uh, when the last time I went on this attraction, but uh, it's it's a great it's a great attraction. It's a it's based off a great film from like the 1944 animated classic. Um, and I think it's definitely underrated. You know, it gets it definitely gets overshadowed by Frozen After After on that side of World Showcase. Uh, and all the princess meet and greets, uh, it's just kind of there. But I think recently with Disney World getting back up to 100% speed and the parks, the uh, crowds being so large in the parks, um, we've seen wait times for this attraction grow. And I think it's, you know, it's becoming more and more popular. People say, hey, this is a, a good place to get off our feet, get inside the uh, Mexico uh, Pavilion, uh, get into some air conditioning, and uh, enjoy a great attraction. I mean, and I love it. It's a classic. I love uh, the old school films that are shown in there. Uh, I get a kick out of Donald just kind of like, you know, bouncing around Mexico. And uh, it's just, it's, it's overall, it's fun. And it's one of those ones that I think if they ever were to take away, I think we would be really upset. The, the hardcore Disney fans would definitely be upset about oh, it. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, you nailed it whenever they did take the uh, audio animatronics out of there. It, it really took away from that attraction. And, you know, the, the thing about this uh, attraction is, you know, we did kind of, you know, do without for a while. Um, it was moved to Tokyo Disneyland for 26 years, and it came back to the U.S. for D23, Destination D, event in 2011, and then it made its way into the Epcot attraction as far as those audio animatronics. So I absolutely love uh, having that. Dan, you know, the cool part, too, is as you enter 
the Plaza de los Amigos. I think it's one of the most authentic areas in World Showcase that a lot of people don't, you know, kind of... If, if you're new to Disney, you don't really know what's in there unless you've done some research or, you you know, you have somebody that's told you. Um, but even once you enter there, it's so overwhelming that you're in this Mexican market at night with the stars above, uh, the smells of food and, you know, all kinds of art on the walls that no. you don't even realize this attraction sits in the back. I mean, it, it really is a hidden gem. Yeah. For sure. I mean, like you know, like I said, most most of our DDP fam, they all know about you know everything that's in that little area there. So, but again, uh, you know, maybe some of our newer members or some people that don't go to Disney very often, you know, they just kind of walk by that building and don't think twice of it. Or even if they walk in there, they may not even see the attraction anyway because it's kind of tucked in the back anyway. And there's not a lot of a lot of attractions in Disney World that that kind of feature Donald anyway to begin with. So it's kind of really cool. I know there's been rumors that you know. They talked about, you know, Coco, you know, like a like a, mm. a redo to have something like that. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I love that movie, but I kind of don't want that attraction to go away. No, I think I want it to stay the, you know, the classic animation because we don't get a ton of classic animation anymore around Walt Disney World. I mean, even, no. you know, whenever you talk about Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway, it's that new animation style, um, you know, and I guess going back if you're really looking I, it's probably the last am i is joe is it the last classic animation we see on walt disney property as far as attraction wise i wish dave was here he'd be able to answer this <laughs> i think so i mean it's it's pretty old uh i can't think of anything off the top of my head uh thinking old school attractions but it's quite possible yeah no i completely agree uh, i'm gonna give you two words joe because this one again our ddp fam's gonna go not a hidden gem for a lot of people though they don't know this is here they'll stand out front in the heat they'll stand out front in the crowds for that perfect margarita, but not if you are know of the hidden gem, La Cava de Tequila. Uh, Joe, La Cava, man. The Cava is way too small. I'm going to go on the record and say <laughs> that. It's such a, it's, it, it meets the definition of a hidden gem, but everybody, the dar- hard fans know about it. Um, I have mutual friends that become very friendly with the managers there. So we have gotten in at some really opportune times. We've gotten some new tequilas in and a lot of stuff to try. It's a really cool spot. The staff there, the managers, very knowledgeable about all of the... If you're a tequila aficionado, this is the place to go. Um, and that's why I say it's a shame that it's it's so small because it's it's capacity is just... it's For how popular it is, it, it just it can't handle it. It used to be a true hidden gem where people never knew it was there. And now, I think with you know podcasts and vlogs, everybody knows it's there. But it's an awesome place if you want to try some new... Um, like I said, tequilas, like some, like to sip and not just, you know, sh- shoot and abuse. Um, that's a, definitely the place to go. And the staff there is absolutely amazing. The cast members are great and super knowledgeable. So yeah, it's definitely uh, a hidden gem, but super popular at the same time. Dan, this is right up your alley. You love a nice margarita, especially, you know, if you're turning oh, yeah. left first, is this your first stop around world showcase? Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I think they have over 200 tequilas there. I mean, it's ridiculous. So, I mean, you, if you are a tequila lover, this is the place to be. Um, one of my like hidden gems of La Cava though, is the Alabrije. That is a drink that is not even on the menu. I know that there are some DDP uh, patrons that have posted about this. Uh, I think I posted about this too. It's a, it's a tequila drink that is no, I think they had it like as a special drink a long time ago and it became so popular that they kept it even though it's not on the menu. So if you ask for it at the bar, uh, they will make it for you. I think it's made of uh, like Blanco tequila, some passion fruit liqueur, lime juice. Uh, it has like a, a souvenir little glass even though it's plastic. And uh, and then they top it off, they put it, like it, put it in this glass and they smoke it. 
and then they have this berry flavored smoke bubble that goes on top. It's actually really cool. I'll post a video of it. Uh, but it's definitely an Instagrammable uh, moment if you uh, if you if you like doing that kind of stuff. But the drink is actually really good. But it is I pricey. Tried, be careful. Uh, I have tried this one. Uh, I have tried this one, and yeah. I wasn't ready for it to be as pricey as it was. It was not one that I looked up uh, before I ordered it. Yeah. The person in front of me ordered one, and I go, "Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> I want one of those too." Joe, have you ever seen this drink where they do the bubble on top? No, I have not, but it feels like it's at least twenty five dollars. It's or more. more than that. Ah, it's uh, yeah. Post tip, you're over fifty. Oh, for the beverage, that hurts. Yeah, I think what? it's. But it sounds like a, it's it's an experience. Thirty seven, forty three, right in that range. I, I thought it was like thirty. Yeah, I thought it was like thirty seven dollars. That sounds right. It's an. Ex- it sounds like an experience. It sounds like a lot of work to put it together. Now, well, know? I think that's why they took <laughs> it off the menu too, Joe, because it is. It's yeah. a whole show. Like they make it, yeah. and you can order. I've thought about ordering those guns because you can order the the bubble guns for beverages. Yeah. They're like two hundred bucks, but I think that would, how much fun would that be to have a party and do do the <laughs> bubble experience? You know, the whole thing. Joe, you got to look up a um, actually. And this is coming from a, a former bartender. Yeah, exactly. I can so, make I mean. any drink you want, and I don't have that. So, uh, Joe, when we go to Epcot, you and I are going to go enjoy one of these. We'll just share one. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a little All sweet right. for me. I'm not. You know, I, I, I had a hard time drinking the whole thing. Um, but we can go split it and have the experience and do all that fun stuff. All right, I, like I love the idea. Um, yeah, I mean, La Cava for me is is that hidden gem. It's it's that place where, when you look, yes, if you're listening to this show, majority majority of you know about La Cava. Majority of you have been to La Cava. But whenever you look out front, and you see the amount of people walking by that never ever enter um, into you know to, to to check out La Cava or to go see the Grand Fiesta tour. You do realize there are so many hidden places around Walt Disney World, around Epcot, and around World Showcase that the majority of Disney guests just do not know about. It. And it makes you really think, and that's why I think shows like this are so important, that these people could get so much more out of their vacation if only they knew they were there. I mean, it's not just about attractions. It's about the experiences as well. Uh, one more place that I want to just, just touch on just real quick in Mexico is over at La Hacienda de San Angel. Um, the quick service there. If you time it right, it's some of the best viewing of fireworks in Epcot. Absolutely. I mean, Joe, you know where. I mean, that's oh, that's yeah. the spot. You get a margarita and an appetizer, and you sit down. And if you can get a spot, it's one of the best places in Epcot. Absolutely. I mean, it's if you go there during the daytime. It's nice even during the daytime. Like if you go there for lunch, uh, you sit out by the water. Granted, sometimes it's super hot in the summertime, but if you go like this time of year right now, where it's like. In the high 60s, low 70s, you have a couple tacos. The food is very good there. Have a nice view. Um, it, it's it's a really nice experience. And a lot of people don't think about it because there's not a lot of places to sit on the water inside of World Showcase. Um, so this is definitely a place to – it's something different. You can sit down, get off your feet instead of eating over a garbage can. And like you said, if you time it right, um, sometimes it's hard because during – when they get closer to the nighttime spectacular, they try to kind of move you along a little bit. They don't want people loitering, but they say if you time it right, and if you're a little persistent, you can have a really good spot in there for uh, for harmonious for the meantime. So yeah, I definitely agree. It's something that the San Angel Inn gets all of the recognition because it's inside of the pyramid. However, uh, last thing to the San Hell, San and Hell, excuse me, um, it's definitely the food is really good. It's definitely up there as a as a good quick service and world showcase. That's for sure. Hey, one other thing that I wanted to mention about Mexico that I love, uh, and I'm sure you guys have seen it too, is, is the mariachi band that's there. I think it's called Mariachi Cobre or something like that. They are like, they've been there for years. I don't know how long they've been there, but 
Um, they put on a great show. Uh, we've sat there uh, a number of times in the in the sweltering sun just watching them play. And I think they kind of incorporated uh, Coco into that as well, into their show. So mm-hmm. that's actually a really cool spot to, you know, spend a few minutes and, and, and check them out. No, they're fantastic. I mean, they... They were actually able to take the the big stage um, there at Epcot um, right when they were coming out of COVID. It was nice to see them kind of get that that place on the big stage there for a little bit. Uh, Mariachi Cobre, they are there. For, if you're heading to Epcot, look, 11 a.m., 12, 1, 145, 3.30, 4.15, 5 p.m., lots of times for you to go in, go ride Grand Fiesta Tour, grab a drink at La Cava, come out, grab a taco at La Hacienda. Man, that's hard, isn't it? We're going to be challenged this yeah, week, boys. <laughs> On pronunciation. Okay? Words I, are hard. <laughs> words <laughs> are hard. I, we were we were kind of doing this show prep for this, and we thought, ooh, this one might be a little tricky. So you bear with <laughs> us, everybody. We're doing our best here, all right? Um, but you can go check out Mariachi Colbre uh, over there, guys. Let's let's take a journey. Let's um, you know, the one thing we have not used a lot is the DDP uh, jet. I don't even know if you knew we had one. We do. Um, the DDP jet, we're going to board it, and we're going to travel 5,471 miles uh, to the northeast, and we're going to go visit the grand country of Norway. Well, luckily, we don't have to do all that. We can just take about 30 steps, and we're in the next country of Norway. Uh, look, everyone says, ah, what are they going to find in Norway? Norway, of all places, it has Frozen. It has Akershus, which is a great place if you want to meet princesses and do all that. Uh, has some great shopping, but I think there's one real hidden gem. And Dan, you're the one that kind of picked this one out. What do we got for Norway? Uh, my favorite is that Kringla Bakery uh, in Norway. Uh, they have some, you know, they have some decent food in there, but the drinks in there are actually really good, especially at Christmas time. Uh, you know, if it, if it gets a little colder in Florida, uh, you know, during December, January, it gets into like maybe the 50s, and you're a little chilled. They have a Viking coffee there that is absolutely delicious, and it hits the spot when it gets a little chilly down in Florida, and that, that is one of my faves. Uh, Joe, let's go through the menu just real quick. I have to admit something. Let's see. I want to know if you're with me, okay? Mm-hmm. I have never eaten anything in here before. Mm-mm. You haven't either? No. I have it, but the reason is that we have some very good friends that are from Decorah, Iowa. And Decorah, Iowa has a very large Norwegian population. Interesting. Okay. They actually, have a, they, actually, they actually have a Nordic fest. So I have tried Norwegian food, and I don't like it. So, uh, yeah, so I kind of avoid Norway and the, the food offerings there. Um, I, I like the school bread. I've tried that. Uh, but besides it, like any kind of like legit serious food there, I kind of avoid because I just I don't like Because I've tried authentic stuff at uh, authentic festivals. Oh, yeah. I know I'm saying at, in uh, at the festival in Iowa, so it's just, for me. It's just like eh, I just go somewhere else and try it. But um, there is something in Norway. I the last time I actually tried something, it was uh, there's a special kind of shot you can ask for. Um, I can't think of the name yes, now. I, I know what you're talking about, and they do it out front. Am I correct? Yes, and like you take it and like you take the shot and like it's really strong. I actually have a video of me doing it with a buddy of mine like years ago, right. and I can't remember it's what pencil. it's called now. And I wish I would remember this. Uh, before we started recording, but that was a lot I'm of writing fun. this down. Uh, All right, like, Mexico. We're having margarita. We're gonna be hammered by the time. Uh, Mexico, <laughs> Norway shots in Norway. This, All right, we're getting this. This better here. be after the race. <laughs> yeah, listen. No, it'll be after. The here race. we go. We're good. Uh, talking about the the bakery, uh, Kringla Bakery Old Cafe. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll through just a couple things here. 
a ham and apple sandwich, which sounds good to me. Ham, apple, uh, Jarlsberg, and Munster cheese. Uh, with a- Munster's a fun word. You ever just say that? Munster. <laughs> um, with an apple chutney, I would eat that. Norwegian chef salad, Norwegian club, salmon and egg bagel. And then as far as desserts, they have a chocolate Mickey tart. The epikake, which is an apple cake and with caramel drizzle. Uh, lefse, uh, soft flat bread with cinnamon, sugar, and butter. Um, of course, the cream, Norwegian kringla, uh, the rice cream. Ooh, rice pudding is the worst. Like, I do like rice. Do you pudding. like it? I do Katie like rice pudding. Loves yes. rice pudding. I'm like, you are disgusting. Um, school bread. Everyone talks about the school bread. Dan, what's your thoughts? It's just okay. It, it's just okay for me. It's all right. I mean, I, I, I had it once or twice, but you know, it's not anything I would go back for. Yeah, I'm the same way. They have a, uh, uh, they have a triple chocolate chip cookie. I'm all on board for that. A troll horn which is a puff pastry filled with orange marmalade. Um, and then Burden's Best Cocky uh, Cake, I guess. I don't know. Two-layer sponge cake filled with vanilla custard and topped with meringue and sliced almonds. I'm all for it. Uh, yeah, I, and you said, and then they have the this, this specialty drinks in the holidays, some special stuff in the holidays. So really, really cool there. Yeah, Justin, just to yeah, jump in, the uh, I believe, I did a little Googling while we're recording live here. I believe the shot is called a Lini Aquavit. Oh, it's oh no, Joe! It's Aquavit, and it's horrible. Aquavit, yes, I've tried it one. Yeah, I remember doing that okay. once. Okay, so, so can, what is I, that? I don't think my next door neighbor listens to the show. <laughs> He's a lovely man, um, super nice, super sweet. He's from Denmark, um, and he gets bottles of Aquavit and brings it back to America when he comes back into the country, and. Um, he gave me a bottle. Dude, that is pretty rough stuff. Like, that's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I can't even explain what it. What is it? <laughs> it's just, it's, desc- it's rough. It's described as a vodka with a strong taste of spice and herbs. Um, it has a unique flavor. That's what it's described <laughs> yeah, at. It does have a unique flavor. Here. He, he, he eats <laughs> it. He, I mean, you, dude, he's straight up Denmark. He eats that with his pickled herring every day. So he has a shot of that with his pickled herring for lunch every day. No, thank you. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. If they offer that at the bakery. I am not in. I am not in at all. Uh, let's move on because, look, the next place, I think it has so many hidden gems that people just don't experience. It's one of those places, Joe, when you're walking through and you see this mass of people out front of the showcase, but no one really goes all the way to the back of the showcase. And, of course, we are talking about China as we make our way around. And I want to start in the Hall of Prayer uh, of Good Harvest there. Look, you've got so much stuff whenever we talk about this. If, you don't, if you're not wondering what that is, that is the massive temple-looking uh, building that is right there. It is the, the kind of weenie of the China Pavilion. It draws you in. It is beautiful. Um, once you go in, of course, you've got the Reflections of China, the 360-degree Circle Vision film. Um, it is a fantastic uh, movie with a great wall. It's got all kinds of stuff in there that you can really experience Chinese culture uh, with that. But um, for me, it's not even that, Joe. It's whenever you go in, it's being able to see the replicas of the Terracotta Army. Uh, I, look, I think this is really cool. Like, th- If you talk about one of the things that I would love to see in real life uh, is to go and, and see this like terracotta army that was dated at 10 210 bc you know discovered in 1974 and i would love to be able to go and see that but they do have a replica of that 
uh, there where you can go see it. Joe, it's one of those places that you can escape to for 20, 30, 40 minutes and get away from the crowds and get away from the heat and really just take in, you know, everything that kind of the Chinese culture has to offer. I think most people just walk by China because number one is the Nine Dragons restaurant did not have a very good reputation for a really long time. And besides the, you know, most people probably don't want to see a Circle Vision 360 film. And so there's really not much more besides maybe some of the live uh, performers out front that will do, um, you know, shows like in that courtyard kind of area. Most people just kind of bypass China and continue on and they head towards the back countries. And like you said, it's all about like slowing down and taking in what each pavilion has to offer. And this is one of those things where if you don't do this, you don't kind of stop in and see this, you'll miss out on this. And I remember uh, seeing this. I think I, the last time I actually went into the pavilion was pre-COVID around 2018, 2019. And I was like, you know, I haven't seen the 360 film in a long time. And we saw it. It was really cool. Um, you'll learn definitely a lot about, you know, the Chinese culture. Um, you know, you'll see the replica of this, which is actually amazing, the amount of detail it goes into. I feel like we don't get that detail sometimes in the attractions anymore like we used to but uh but that's the thing if you don't slow down and take in everything that these pavilions offer you just go for the e ticket attractions of the big restaurants or bars all the time you're gonna miss out on these kind of a thing so i agree this is definitely something that's underrated the next time you're at epcot and you know there's the lines are long for either the frozen or for whatever you know for ratatouille whatever maybe pop into you know china and check this out because i think it's you'll will enjoy it'll be pretty cool joe do you think that the 360 movie kind of phase is over for Disney. I mean, this is there because it, you know, they don't have anything else to put there for right now, but when you look at here in Canada, like do you think it's just a done deal? You think that was a 1980s, 90s kind of phenomenon that we as kids Joe when we went all the time, we'd go in and be like, "Oh man, look at this. It's everywhere. You're spinning in circles trying to see everything." Yeah, I definitely I mean, I hate to say I, I I agree. I think it's still a cool concept where you can kind of turn around and like see everything like around you, hence 360 degrees, but everything with being in four, 4k and 3d and you know, all the different kind of technologies in the theaters. Now I think it, that day has kind of like come and served its purpose, but maybe it's kind of uh, what's old is new. Right. And maybe there's a whole new generation who hasn't experienced this yet that they're like, wow, this is kind of unique and different. Um, you know, I, I belong to a lot of these Facebook groups where they're all these fads that were big back in the nineties when we were kids are all, they're all kind of coming back now. And they're all back in style again. So maybe the Circle Vision 360 still has a little bit of life left in it because um, it's something different you don't see anywhere else. There are 3D theaters all over the country and all over the world, but not too many 360 ones. So I think it's seen its day, but I think that's what makes some of these attractions unique that it's still out well, there. Let's just let's test this out. Dan, when was the last time you did a 360 Circle 360 uh, showing in Epcot? Uh, I think it was pre-COVID. Yeah, uh, you know, because I think the la the last few times we've gone post COVID have been shorter trips, so we didn't have as as much time. But again, like I think a lot of people, you know, if 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 you're not like a Disney goer that goes all the time, you think you're just going on a theme park vacation and you miss all of this really cool stuff that you can see. Uh, I mean, who would think that you you'd get like educational information, so to speak, by going to a theme park? But I get, again, I think a lot of people miss some of the some of the small intricacies that Disney has to offer by just walking by some of these things and being like, well, hey, I just I want to go on rides all the time when there's a lot of cool stuff that you can see all throughout these pavilions. It's almost like Epcot was meant to be an educational park, but people have been like, ah, we're good. Give us attractions and IPs and we'll be perfect. <laughs> Speaking of IPs, look, I mean, this is a great spot. People always say, I want to meet characters. Sometimes you can meet Mulan or Mushu in here and it's not a long wait. 
because people don't go in here. They don't. They just don't go in and, and check it out. Um, and you nailed it, Joe. With the you talk about it, you can pay a lot of money and you can go over um, and see the cert, new Cirque show, Drawn to Life. But you can also see pretty much, you know, the the jewel dragon acrobats there are so incredible with some of the stuff that they do just in that courtyard. And also the gardens are beautiful. So I, I really think China in particular, more than most countries, has more hidden gems than than really anywhere else we're going to look. I may say that like three more times the time we get around World Showcase in the next week and a half. Uh, but I, I really do think this one. Also, I want to talk real quick about, uh, Dan, you had mentioned it's something I didn't actually know that inside the Hall of Prayer of Good Harvest, that they actually have a Shanghai exhibit. Yeah, they have a, a Shanghai Disneyland exhibit back there. So, like, you can go and see. I know they have, like, some of the cast member costumes for some of the, you know, different lands in Shanghai Disneyland. Um, you know, they have, I think there's, like, a ride, uh, like, one of the the ride vehicle. Like, it's a model mm-hmm. of, like, the Buzz Lightyear ride. And I thought even, like, in one of the shops, I can't remember the name of the shop now, so like the House of Good Fortune or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still do, but I, I thought at one point that they had some Shanghai Disneyland like merchandise you can buy as well back there. I don't know if it's still there. I'll let you know soon because I'll be there. But you know that's that's actually a kind of a really cool thing because you know how many people are going to be able to make it out to Shanghai Disneyland? Um, yeah, hundred percent. That's it's on my list. I'm going to get there. Maybe DDP trip in like 2027, something like that. Uh, we'll rock sure. it up. Let's, Why not? let's do this. Um, <laughs> I want to speak about House of Good Fortune, Joe, real quick. That is the shopping area in the back. I tend to, I, I'm as guilty as anybody, I tend to only go back there for Kidcot. And I tend to only go back there if it's a festival and I'm hunting for, you know, um, either eggs or figments or whatever it is at that time that I'm, that I'm hunting for. But whenever you go back there, there's unique shopping around World Showcase as you go. I mean, we think of Japan. Japan's got some of the most unique shopping, I think, in any Walt Disney World park. China has some of the best, too. House of Good Fortune, I mean, you've got everything from clothes to you got the Mother, uh, mother of Pearl um, stand and the Mother of Pearl furniture. Uh, you got teapots. You got Jake carvings. You've got Chinese lanterns. You've got, I mean, like, you name it, Oriental carpets. You can get all kinds of stuff back there, and it's super fun. It's open air. You can walk through. The one thing we've done back there that I really loved was we had Riley's name done in calligraphy. Um, and it was really neat, like something to do. Joe, for me, it's a it's a super cool spot. It's maybe one of the least busy areas in World Showcase on a busy day. Yeah, I mean, you'll find this and Mitsukoshi over in Japan, like really great like shopping venues. And that's kind of what Epcot was all about, right? When it opened back in 82, it was authentic stuff being brought in for us to experience. I know it's maybe a little bit easier now. Maybe it was back in the 80s to travel the world, right? People just hop on flights and just go wherever now. But um, to bring these kind of shopping experiences to us at World Showcase, I think it's great. I mean, for me, um, I, I agree with you, Justin. Like, I go for the Kid Cut stops as well. I mean, to get my little book stamped. I mean, so. Um, but uh, one of the things that I always look for in both of those stores, believe it or not, is I always look for like a good pair of chopsticks. And I never like pull the trigger on one. Um, never, I never do. It's like, you know, Japanese chopsticks, Chinese ones. I never get the opportunity. And like, you know, I never really find something I like, or I'm like, I don't know if I want to spend the money on it, but I always look, um, but they do have some cool stuff in there. Uh, cool stuff. You'll find, you won't find anywhere else, even if you go to Chinatowns. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's something like, again, it's gonna be the theme, slow down, look around. A lot of us are super Disney fans that listen to this show. We've been to the parks a lot. It's like take the extra 15, 20 minutes and just kind of peruse down and see what they got. I think you'll be really surprised of, uh, you might find something you like. All right. So we got margaritas in Mexico at La Cava. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. We're going to have shots in Norway, and now Norway. we're going chopsticks chopsticks. shopping. Can we get matching ones? <laughs> Absolutely. China. We can get his and hers if you want I to. Love, I love it. Who gets what? I think we already know that answer. Um, we're good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> um, I, I do the same thing, Joe, because I so I eat, I eat a lot of pho, like you know, um, or as in America, pho. Um, and Riley and I really enjoy it. But you're always using the wooden chopsticks, and I've always said I'd really like to buy a nice bowl to have you know our pho in, and then some nice chopsticks, like really nice, you know, ceramic or whatever material are made out of chopsticks. To uh, to use because yeah we use the just wooden throwaway ones but it'd be cool to have those I've looked at them multiple times can I tell you the other two things I want I and this has to do with Japan you know over but we'll, and we'll get there uh, that's going to be on the next show I want a bonsai tree from my desk from World Showcase from Epcot you would get nothing accomplished you'd be sitting there pruning it every you day you know me bare. I would be <laughs> instead of instead of doing instead of doing work he'd be pruning his tree watching uh, Karate Kid the, the problem is problem. Joe I would I would do it I would prune it so much there would be just it would just be nothing left of the thing after like three bears yeah. yeah exactly but I do I look at them all the time and I'm like I really want one of those I like I think that would be really cool you talking about cool souvenirs that's something that would be really cool to have and then I'm going to be super generic I'm going to be that guy I want a samurai sword and I want to put it above my desk, and I want one. Dan, you have three boys. I guarantee at some point you have almost bought a samurai sword. Uh, well, not almost. You so have a few years one. back. Oh, yeah. Well, they they, they wanted, like, uh, I think in Japan it's called, like, a katana. If it's, like, a samurai sword in, in China, I don't know. But, like, they were, like, we usually when we go they have a certain amount of money to spend. And they had, I don't know, we'll say, we'll say seventy-five dollars that they were able to spend on on some sort of souvenir. And these katanas. Hold on, wait, like, wait, wait. Let me guess what. Let me guess what kid. Can I guess? Sure. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Finn was the one who won. Yes, it. but it he was, but it was also Emmett as well. So like <laughs> literally, they were like they were, and and I pushed back for so long. I'm like, you know what? No, we're not getting this. This is stupid. You're not getting this. It's going to sit in your room. You're never going to play with it. You can't play with it. it. It's a katana sword. Like, you can't play with it. So, you know, we went back and forth. And I can't even remember when we went. But we went back, you know, later that day. And, and again, I, you know, we went through, the, like, some of the shops. I'm like, hey, how about this? How about that? You know, and there was no talking to them. So, finally, I just broke down, bought them these stupid swords. We had to check them at the airport because they wouldn't let us bring them on the plane because they're swords. And uh, and I think they're they're sitting somewhere in a closet in both of the boys' rooms, like I said. So, what are you gonna two, do? Two things. Two things. One, Joe, are you shocked that Epcot still sells swords? I actually am shocked, but I don't know. That store is probably a third yeah, party, still, like Mitsukoshi. So I mean, they probably. <laughs> I, if you were to buy it, I wonder if they'd be like you could pick it up. Yeah, hundred percent. That's how that work, Dan. That's what I'm thinking. Well, the, the katana swords that they bought were wooden, so they, they were a little more safe. Oh. So they were able to just they were they were running around World Showcase, you know, swinging them around <laughs> like idiots. So, <laughs> so thank thank God they didn't hit anyone in the process. Like hockey sticks. Yeah, and then right, two, why not? And then two. Here, how, how random is this? It has nothing to do with the show. Um, so I'm in Magic Kingdom a couple weeks ago, and I see a photopath photographer, and this little boy is dressed up like a pirate. And he had bought one of the swords in the gift shop as you exit Pirates of the Caribbean, right? And it says um, Captain Jack Sparrow on the side of the sword, right? And when 
they were taking the she was taking the pictures of him. She made him keep turning it to where it didn't say that. Now I don't know if it was just for photo purposes, or if it was for some weird rule. And Disney's got some weird rules with PhotoPass to where they don't want any sort of like publicity. But it was a Disney property, yeah. so I don't know. Right. Um, I don't know why they did that. So if anyone knows, let me know. It may just be the fact she wanted to get a good and picture and didn't want the words on there. Yeah. <laughs> and and then and then another side note: when we were on the DDP cruise this last summer. Uh, of course, you mentioned Finn, one in the katana sword. Well, he bought a knife while we were in oh, yeah. Nassau, Bahamas. And <laughs> that knife, uh, when we were in Charleston trying to fly home, you know, they they would not let us bring it on the plane. And that one got left back in Charleston because we didn't have time to go check it, unfortunately. So if I had known, my boys you apparently have it <laughs> outside and I yeah. would have come and picked it up yeah. and mailed it to you. But um, yeah. it was like four it, in the morning. It may be scary. Point. It may be scary that my boys have some sort of infatuation with knives, so I don't know. <laughs> Sharp <laughs> objects. I love it. Uh, so go check that out. Let's jump over to the outpost. Look, Joe, I mean, what do we say? Is there a hidden gem at the outpost if I'm going to say anything? I mean, they've got some cool merch that's there. You, of course, have the refreshment outpost there if you're looking for just a basic drink. Sometimes you can get some of the really cool um, specialty cups that are there. I remember I got my B cup there. Uh, which was really, really cool. But as far as uh, drinks like frozen Coca-Cola slushies, lemonade slushies, ice cream floats, uh, no worries, panna cotta, soft serve waffle cone. And then uh, for drinks, they do have a couple um, of adult drinks there. They, have, of course, have a, uh, fountain beverages, the Coke products and everything. They have Bud Light. They have a um, Mango Star, Mango Puree, and African Star Rum. They have an Old Elephant Foot IPA. They have an Outpost Lemonade, um, which is frozen Minute Maid lemonade and uh, absolute vodka together. They have a Safari Amber Draft, a Samuel Adams Draft, and a Savannah Smoothie, Coconut Milk, Agave, and Amarula Cream Liqueur. Um, Joe, anything stand out for you for Refreshment Posts or for the Outpost? Well, actually, believe it there's actually three things. You touched on one of them. Number one is, believe it or not, if, you, if you're just a normal domestic beer drinker, it's sometimes hard to find regular beer around the showcase. So... Uh, I remember Jen and I's go-to spot was um, the walk-up stand at Morocco where they had Mick Ultra and they got rid of it. So like that was our always our go-to spot to like, you know, we were big Mick Ultra drinkers. So now we like drink any kind of light beer and Disney's not known for their beer selection. So that's actually a good spot to get a light, like a Budweiser light beer. Uh, number one. Number two is um, you will find sometimes cast members there doing like authentic wood carvings. So not that it's a show per se, but if you're kind of walking by and you see somebody doing some wood carvings, it's actually really cool to see what these cast members can do with a piece of wood and like a knife. And I'm sure uh, Dan's maybe kids would be infatuated <laughs> with the, with sharp objects there. The third thing I would say is um, with the outpost, keep this in mind. Um, if you're in Epcot, it's a very large promenade. So it's the largest park. And then there's a rainstorm coming. There's a lot of great coverings uh, over in that area where you can kind of just pop underneath like an umbrella or an area. So like sometimes the um, the stores will get in the countries will get a little crowded, but the outpost is a great spot to duck in, get out of the rain for a little bit. And then when it clears, you can kind of get out there. So that's kind of like what stands out for me about the outpost. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's it is what it is. It's uh, I'm sure one day um, with new leadership at the company, there will be a new country in that pad there one of these days. Oh, I 100% agree. And you you actually remind me of, of something, too, because you get the outpost, and they do the wood carvings, which is really cool because that's something else that they do if you ever stay or go to Animal Kingdom Lodge. Sometimes if you walk in in the afternoons, they'll have a cast member sitting there actually doing wood carvings. Um, 
there at the front in the lobby of Animal Kingdom Lodge, very similar to the outpost. Very neat. Something I've always... You ever think about getting into whittling? Like, I've, I've thought about... I have weird thoughts a lot of times, and I think, I'd be a good whittler. Um, but then I think, ah, I don't have the patience for this. I'm just going to cut my hand, and it's going to be horrible. Um, but it's super interesting to watch those people. Now I know where Dan's going to be. So we're... All right, so what do we have here? So we, we're going to stop and get a... We got over here, we got um, a margarita. We have shots. We have chopsticks. And now at the outpost, we're getting specialty beers and wood carvings. Okay, we're good, Joe. We got this. Don't, I'm playing our don't day they out. have don't, no. don't they have like some African drums you could play there too? You guys they do. kind of let, let out a little you energy. Can, yes. Yeah, yeah you can let it. out a little energy there too. All right. Beer. Bang the beer, drums. Beer, <laughs> bang drums. Got it. All right, we're good. Rocking this day out. Hope DDP family's ready to join us, have some fun. Uh, let's live stream. Let's move on. Uh, we're moving the next country over. Uh, of course, is one of my favorite countries to visit. And listen, there's a lot about this country that is beautiful. Right as you walk in, you of course have a statue of Saint George slaying a dragon right there. Centerpiece, centerpiece of uh, the German Platz, the Plaza, in World Showcase German Pavilion. And it is a beautiful, beautiful country with the backdrop, the architecture the way it is. Great spot for photos. But there's a couple places in here that I think a lot of people don't realize that they're there. Maybe they don't go explore the, comp- uh, the country deep enough to get in there and really take it all in. Um, I want to start with something that I love, and then, and then we'll, we'll go. Dan, you had a couple that you really wanted to hit on. Mine is, look, if, you have, if you're hungry... And you like German food, but you were unable to get a reservation at Beer Garden. You can't get a walk-up reservation. There is a quick service right there called Summerfest, and it serves bratwurst and frankfurter sandwiches and sauerkraut and pretzels and apple strudels and beer, Schafferhoffers, like all kinds of stuff. If that Schafferhoffer line is real line back there, if you walk back like you're going to Beer Garden, back to Summerfest, you can usually get there really quickly, get a little food, get you a nice drink, and uh, really take in that German culture that you want to enjoy. So for me, Summerfest is a great hidden gem inside the german pavilion but dan you named a couple and uh there's one in particular you kept going back to yeah uh yeah i mean especially this time of year again i'm you know i'm thinking we're in we're in winter time even though it's not really winter time in in uh in florida but as the weather turns i love going to that wine keller uh shop they have all kinds of different wines but the main reason I love it at this time of year is they have uh, German mulled wine. And uh, if you, I don't know if you've ever had mulled wine. It's, it's different. It's, it's hot wine. So, it, you, know, it, it, you know, if it's a little chilly in Epcot on a certain night, it kind of, you know, goes down smooth and it kind of warms you up. And it's actually really good. And I love going there every freaking time we go there. It's, it's absolutely delicious. We're actually going to be there for New Year's this year. So I plan on having me some mulled wine this year. Yeah, I've never had it. Joe, have you ever had it? I have not, no, but it sounds good. Yeah, it's red wine, and it's, you know, it has, like, some di- different spices and stuff in it, and it is, you know, it's it's heated up, and it's actually really good, you know. So if you, I think you have to be a red wine lover in order to be able to probably enjoy the mulled wine, but uh, it is actually pretty good. And that's actually, it's nice that it's something different you're talking about because everybody sure. associates Germany with the Schoffenhofer and, yeah. you know, the grapefruit beer, which kind of stinks now because that used to actually be really special. Yeah. And now they sell it, they sell it in every yeah. sundry shop at every resort on For property. Sure. It's like, it's everywhere now. So, but, uh, but that's kind of, you know, so it's, it's, it's lost its luster a little bit, yeah. but I like that you have an alternative to try something new, 
that you can't get anywhere else on property. You know, the sure. other thing, too, is you can head over uh, and pick up your pickle ornament at the Dean Weinhawks. Yes. Or, I, you know, I'm sure I didn't say that right. Um, <laughs> and that, that whole area is, like, super, super cool. All those Christmas decorations there. Plus, it's, look, if you don't have the Christmas pickle on your tree, are you really a Disney fan? You've got to have that. Right. Um, it's just what you have to have. Uh, it's one of those things. <laughs> Oh, you have one, yeah, Dan? I got, I, we, we, yep, we bought it a few years ago. Again, we, you know, over the years, we've seen it every time we've walked into that shop, and finally we're like, you know what? So we looked into it, and, you know, it, I think the tradition goes is like whoever, like whatever child finds that pickle ornament and hidden on the tree gets to open up the first Christmas present. So that's, we've done that the last few years. I, I'll like, I'll go hide the, that, that pickle ornament. It's, uh, usually we do it on Christmas Eve. So we'll hide that pickle ornament somewhere on the tree. And then whichever kid, you know, finds the ornament gets to open up the first present. So it's, it, you know, it's just kind of, we're not German at all, but hey, we've, we've kind of picked up on this tradition. So it's kind of cool. I love it, man. And then also, look, you have two shops kind of side by side. You have Dirt Teddy Bear. Um, which is a toy shop. This is also where Kid Cot is. If you uh, if you've ever been in there, you can go in there and check out Kid Cot. Um, it's kind of the thing that draws drew us back there originally. And then you have the Vulcanst, which is uh, look has the Epcot limited edition Stein beer Stein that you can pick up. So super cool right there. Something for the adults. Something for the kids. Nice little uh, toy shop back there. The main thing is, like you said, Joe, taking your time, exploring, going back in the nooks and crannies of these showcases to enjoy it, Joe. Do you find yourself, the ones we've talked about so far, we have Germany, we have China, we have the Outposts, Norway, Mexico. Of those, which do you find yourself spending the most and the least time in? Okay, first of all, I just want to bring up uh, one other thing about Germany, Caramel Kush. Do you like, see, I've never been in there before. Oh, my goodness. I love Caramel Kush. I love (laughs) Werther's Originals. I love the caramel or caramel, however you want to pronounce it. Uh, I, 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 even if I don't buy anything, I just want to walk in there and just like take it in. We talk about Disney smells. Um, yes, caramel kush is a <laughs> must for me. Uh, so whenever like Jen is waiting in line for beer, I will walk over to caramel kush and just take a sw- uh, you know, a whiff and just kind of take it all in because I can get, it could become very dangerous in there for me. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up for our DDP family that, um, I am acknowledging the great caramel kush shop uh, yeah. in Germany. And, <laughs> um, I, so I, I use caramel kush a lot. Um, for clients of mine because they always ask me for a great spot to watch Harmonious and I tell them if you find Caramel Kush straight across the street from there uh, is a fantastic little alcove fantastic little spot where it's kind of hidden uh, especially where our DDP family kind of joined up for this last trip to watch Harmonious together and uh, not a lot of people go there it's actually right next to where VIP Services puts their VIP tour guest Um, that area is roped off but right next to it there's some benches or some tables, and it tends to not get too busy over there if you're looking for a great place to see Harmonious. Also, you have a absolute great view of the barges from right there. But if I could answer your question you asked before, uh, out of the ones we've discussed tonight, I find myself mostly finding my time spending more time is in Germany, but I love looking at the train set there. I love how they the attention to detail inside the, the train model and the train town that's there how they changed the little banners for all the different festivals. They hit a Mickey's in there, all the little lights that go on the little buildings. And I can just watch certain trains just go around. I just think it's really cool. I think it's something that a lot of people just walk by and it's, I don't know anywhere else you'd see something like that. So I enjoy that. The other place I, I find myself a lot is when we're inside the Mexico pavilion. I enjoy walking through the market there. I've actually purchased some gifts from my mom there that she has uh, displayed in her house. Some of the different, um, statues or um 
uh, I guess breakables. I mean, because I've broken some stuff before. I've had to replace before at her house, but uh, they got some really cool things in the uh, in the market area as well. So I'm finding myself kind of being in those areas. The place I'm finding myself least, believe it or not, is Norway. Um, amongst Jen and some of our friends that live here in Florida, we call Norway kind of stroller town of Epcot <laughs> because because of Frozen, it's just strollers everywhere, and uh, you know we don't really you know go on Frozen too often. I'm not a fan of the food, like I said before. Um, I will go inside one of the gift shops. I like to see the giant troll in there. I also like to see the Helly Hansen jackets that I never buy, but always want to buy or purchase. Because uh, it's usually like 95 degrees outside. I'm like, I don't need a Helly Hansen jacket. But uh, but I do find myself spending the least amount of time, believe it or not, um, in Norway. But uh, but all in all, it's, it's, uh, we enjoy that side of the park. Uh, but that's usually by the end of the night because we usually start on the Canadian side and work our way around. Those so. jackets are expensive. <laughs> They're amazing. Are though. they? Absolutely. But does, well, yeah, are we, me and you, are we ever in environments where we need those jackets? No, we're never gonna we're, we're never gonna use that in the south. No. no. You know, Dan's looking for his dog the other day. It's like 14 <laughs> degrees. I'm like, oh, what is wrong with <laughs> right. you? Move, man. You know, there's other places yeah. to live. Yeah. Like, you don't have to live there. My, um, it's, it's my cold. dog could have used one of those coats. <laughs> <laughs> we all make choices, Dan. We all make all right. choices. <laughs> uh, so, so we are. Uh, let's see. We're having margaritas in Mexico. We're doing shots in Norway. We got uh, chopstick uh, hunting in China, Joe. We're doing beer, drums, and wood carvings at the outpost. And now in Germany, we're adding in some mold wine to have uh, to enjoy there. So that'll be a lot of fun. Let's move over. Look, it's one of my favorite foods, one of my favorite cultures. I love it. We're talking about our friends in Italy. Let's move over to the Italian pavilion. Uh, we're talking about this incredible, incredible spot. Look, we, we chatted a little bit about Germany and the ambiance that you get whenever you walk in with the architecture, the way it looks. I mean, Mexico is great, but you pretty much have the pyramid, and that's about it, right? Norway is okay. China's breathtaking. But as you move around World Showcase, whenever you go into uh, Doge's Palace, which is you know right there, the 14th century pink and white palace that's right there in front of you, um, and then you go all the way down to the central plaza, the Plaza del, Te del Teatro, um, it is absolutely stunning. It is breathtaking. I don't know how people wouldn't venture back into this pavilion. But if you haven't, and if you've always wanted a reason to, we're going to give you a couple right now. We're going to give you some of the hidden gems of the Italian pavilion. Um, and, Dan, I'm coming right to you because you nailed this one. It was on my list. You had it on your list. And I think it's a place that a lot of people, especially if you were not lucky enough to ha get an ADR you wanted or you booked inside of those 60 days and just things haven't opened up, Somewhere you can go to really enjoy yourself, and that is Tuto Gusto. Yeah, uh, hands down. Like in in with in with the idiot Italy Pavilion, I love Via Napoli. I know Joe's not a did huge you say fan idiot of the pavilion? pizza. <laughs> the idiot. <laughs> I, I think I probably did, but with the Italy Pavilion. See, I told, we talked earlier that words are hard. So, <laughs> but again, I love Via Napoli. The pizza there is phenomenal. I like the drinks there. You know, but it's it's a hard get sometimes to get a reservation there. Uh, the Tuto Italia is actually really good as well. But like I said, Tuto Gusto is a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't know about it because you kind of just walk right by. They don't take reservations there. So you don't think to, you know, make a reservation there. But again, they have, I think, over 200 different bottles of wine there that you can go get like wine flights or you can just get a glass of wine. They have some Italian beer as well. But you could also order some menu items that are on the Tuto Italia uh, uh, menu 
you know, they, you can get spaghetti, you can get lasagna, uh, you can get some other things as well. And actually, you know, you can actually usually walk right in there and get a table, which is really nice. Joe, whenever you talk about Tutto Gusto, I have to admit something. I've only been in there a couple times, uh, not too much. But this seems like it's right up your and Jin's alley. Oh, my God, yeah. This is this is a, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but this is something that we regularly hit. Uh, my wife is more of the wine drinker than me. I will have a glass of rosé or a glass of white wine here or there. Um, but this is something that we will go in and we'll grab a charcuterie board. Uh, we'll have a glass of wine. We'll hang out for a little bit, get out of the sun, relax. Even if we just find a, a spot at the bar just to walk up and stand, uh, we really enjoy it. Um, sometimes you don't want a heavy Italian meal when it's 95 degrees and 100% humidity. I mean, this is actually fits the need perfectly. So it's a very underrated place. It's got a nice selection of wines. And, Dan, I just want to say this for want to correct this. I, my view of Via Napoli has changed a little bit. Uh, ended up breaking bread with um, – with Justin and Katie and Rye yeah. over uh, DDP weekend, and we had a really good meal, and kind of down on the boardwalk pizza a little bit. So uh, I'm kind of flip flopping a little bit. Uh, pizza is one of those things where if you come from the tri-state area, you know you you're kind of snobbish with it, just like you do, you know, with Chicago style in, in Illinois. But um, it, it's coming around. I actually had a really good experience at Viennapoli, so I'm I'm changing my tune on that a little bit. But going back it. to Tutto Gusto, uh, yeah, this is definitely definitely something um, Jen and I regularly hit. We enjoy it. Uh, we enjoy the charcuterie board, and uh, you know, um, I know you can order like some like uh, paninis and some other things there, but um, we usually stick with like a glass of wine, charcuterie board, and we spend a good about an hour there relaxing, and then we move on. It's it's a good spot for us. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those spots. I, I think a lot of people don't even realize. You know, you see a lot. Of, this is what I always see in in Italy is people walking in, whether it's you know first timers to Disney or maybe they just aren't aren't you know didn't quite prepare enough for the, for their day, and they're always walking up to Via Napoli and they're going. Oh, uh, can we get a table? And they're like, um, no, no more reservations today. You know, you're you're done. Um, they'll go Tutto Italia, and it's oh, nothing, nothing there either. You know, but Tutto Gusto, you can get into. I mean, it is one of those places that you can you can go enjoy. You don't have to worry about it too much. Um, and like you said, it's not a huge portions, but it's it's what you know, it's it's enough. Um, I love our charcuterie board. Like that is. I would say it's a top five. Joe, it's one of my top five food items on planet Earth. Is a nice charcuterie board. Yeah, good one. Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's, I, I just don't think anything goes better with with a nice glass of wine or, or something like that than, than a nice charcuterie board. So, I absolutely love it. I think it's great. Um, but I, I want to jump out real quick out of the food aspect and the drink aspect, just to the Plaza del Teatro. I mean, it. You know, we're talking about that plaza you walk through, that main area with the landscape and the way it is. Kitcot sits off to the right, right there. But I don't think people explore this plaza enough to where you can go and you can take pictures. Um, you have the Fontana de Nettuno, um, which is the fountain inspired by Bernini's Neptune Fountain. Um, of course, you have some live entertainment there that happens uh, throughout the day. If you're paying attention to the app, you can see when that's going on. And mostly, it's 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 a very very um, fantastic it's a fantastic place to go take pictures with the family. I mean, with the backdrops and the architecture. And everything they have going on, I absolutely just love this spot. And people don't tend to explore further enough back there to where they can really enjoy this kind of stuff. I, I love it. Another spot too, uh, guys, is if you actually go out onto the water, um, you know, go to Showcase Lagoon, and, and if you go over the bridge and you're kind of out there in the middle, there's normally a photo photographer sitting out there. Um, they have the gondolas, you know, out there tied up. Really relaxing spot if you do get. 
you know, maybe a quick surf somewhere or if a festival is going on to go enjoy your food, enjoy a drink, settle in for a moment and just kind of take in the uh, the views of World Showcase as a whole. Joe, it's one of my it's one of the best spots. I think if we did a show of best photo spot locations, you may have not thought of this would be really high on my list because you've got, um, you know, of course, all of World Showcase behind you. You've got Spaceship Earth behind you. It's a beautiful spot right there. Everybody's got tunnel vision when they walk in around the uh, World Showcase promenade. They just kind of like they look to the right or look just look to the left, whichever way you're walking, and they just see the buildings of the actual the pads of the actual countries. But they never look towards the lagoon. And there are some countries that have those kind of secret spots like that. So like I said slow down and, and look for those things. Great photo opportunities there, especially during like um, later in the evening when the sun starts to set. You get some nice, you know. Florida's got some great sunsets. Everybody knows that. If you could time it right, you get some great sunsets. If you're looking, facing like a westerly uh, um, direction, absolutely amazing. The other thing I want to talk about in Italy too as well, and I talked about this on a show a long time ago, is go and find my donkey pulling the cart. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite things to go look at in the, uh, I don't know why I have an affinity for that donkey pulling the cart in Italy, but I always go and get my picture taken with him. And uh, yeah, he's like the statue just sitting there. But yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree with you, Justin. There's definitely things along the, um, the promenade that, uh, Keep a lookout for it because you can definitely get some good photos. That donkey sure. has been working for years. He is right next to Kidcot, too. So he gets all those kids <laughs> that are always up on him and, you know, all that. So uh, that's an excellent spot to where you can go and enjoy that. Let's head over one more country, okay? We've been around the world, boys, in about 45 minutes, right? Better than 90 days. 180 days, is it? What is it? They did, was it around the world in 180 days? That's weak. Do it 90 days. Um, we're doing it in 45 minutes. Let's make it back home. We're going to head over, Dan, to the American Adventure. Look, it's one of those spots where we're celebrating the homeland. We're celebrating America, and we're celebrating American culture here to where we have great foods now with Regal Eagle opening up with the great barbecue smells filling uh, the showcase itself. We've got a great stage where people can go and they can enjoy great music, uh, great uh, um, great, uh, performers there. But if you look to your left right as you come in, it's actually the tallest building, or, or it's at the tallest spot in World Showcase as far as the ground level, and that is done for a reason. And we were talking about the Colonial Saw Mansion there. That is the American Adventure. Look, for me, uh, Dan, this is a spot that I absolutely love because you've got so many great spot, places in here that you can enjoy, and people just don't seem to go in there to take a moment out of their day to take it in. We're talking about Voices of Liberty um and it they're they're incredible i mean the singers have you and your family ever taken in voices of liberty and listened to them and and enjoyed their talents yeah it's been a while you know and 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 now that i'm thinking about it i'm trying to think back i think the last time we went there was probably like 2017 um Mm. so i'm thinking maybe it's it's a good time to go back out there this year because we're going to actually be out there over new year's uh, but like I said, like the American Pavilion is really cool. I thought I thought I read somewhere that it has like some sort of forced perspective, like on that particular building where it does. I thought like back in the day, like it, it it was only usually like two or three stories tall, and they you know I think it looks like it's you know I thought it was like a five story building, but they just like the way they made it, it made it makes it look like it fits in in that particular era, which is really cool. And again, with the American Pavilion, there's so many other things in there as well that are you know a lot of people don't think about going to. You know, the cool part about that, Joe, is the reason we walk up a hill both ways uh, into the American Adventure is because they wanted, as you enter World Showcase, you to be able to see the American Pavilion in the distance, right in the middle um, of the American Showcase there, or the World Showcase there, um, which is a does that very still cool. Ha- does, that, does, that still, does that still happen? Can you still see that when you walk in? Or? 
Is that view obstructed yes. now? Yes. No, you can still see it. Oh, yeah, because right. the barges sit to the... It's the triangle of barges. You should be able to see it through there. It's still kind of ruined. Oh, can we just that. be honest? I look. I <laughs> I like harmonious. That is not. That is not what the founders. That is not what E Card Walker and all of the founders no, of Epcot back in the not. day envisioned. No. And and look, I. It's like if I told I Riley sorry. to build just a small Lego house, right? And I get like, give an hour, and I come back, and she's used four thousand Legos. And built some monstrosity. And I'm just like, do we need that? Dude, take World of Color, right, from Disneyland, and put it in mm-hmm. World Showcase. It's awesome. Like, I mean, awesome. With that said, it's probably my favorite nighttime show right now. You're right about a lot of things. You're wrong about I mean, Fantastic's back, so let's, let's calm down. Fantastic's my yes. number one. So Fantastic's back, so let's, <laughs> let's rewind. Fantastic's my number one, Harmonious number two, uh, Nighttime Spectacular. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I do, I, I do agree with you, Joe. It's a bit of an eyesore. I think, they ex- I think they expected more through the day to have it more of the fountains and kind of be beautiful, and it just didn't pan out that way. Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, uh, things will improve in the next year. You listen to Mr. Iger. With, uh, the there World Showcase looking. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, back on topic. Back on topic. We're talking about the American Voices Adventure. of Liberty, Joe. You ever check it out? Absolutely. They don't get enough credit. Uh, everybody always thinks of like the you know the barbershop quartet in uh, in Magic Kingdom. Uh, when you walk in, they're always playing on top of the train station. But Voice of Liberty is absolutely fantastic. Like you said, to go in there and see their talents. This is not just like somebody they picked up. These people are, these cast members are amazingly talented. They sing so well together. It's a great experience. And you can experience this when it's hot out inside of the American Adventure in nice air conditioned in a rotunda. It's an absolute great place to take a break, get out of the sun, and listen to some great, um, you know, uh, I don't even know how you even describe it. It's just like a acapella. Yeah, it's an eight part acapella group. It's acapella, yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yes. I mean, and, and, and the, the day and age where a lot of the, for lack of a better term, the streetmosphere has gone away with, you still got Mariachi Cobra, you still got Voice of Liberty. Like these are things that like take in because they're absolutely amazing. They've been around a long time. Let's enjoy them um, because you never know when they're going to be gone. I mean, that's the thing, but they are truly, truly talented cast members. That's for oh, sure. Oh, 100%. 100%. And uh, let's, let's give some love to the American Music Machine too. They're the five-part acapella that you may see from time to time kind of filling in there um, as they do that. Um, Joe, I have to admit something, man. It's been a long time since I've actually done the show itself. Um, it has been quite a while since I've done the American Adventure. I mean, we're talking about the 29-minute show. It's hosted by Ben Franklin and Mark Twain. Look, I – dude, I can't remember the last time I did it. But, I mean, it's it's a staple. I mean, you know, we, Hall of Presidents kind of has its spot. But this is one of those things you can go in, sit down, get off your feet, get some air conditioning – and take it all in. Dan, I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Yeah. I mean, again, like like I said earlier, like a lot of people just walk right by this building and don't think twice about it. But, you know, if, you know, Disney is more than just like an attraction park to go to. There are so many more things that you can do as a family that, you know, again, you know, that it, it's going to create memories for your family by checking these things out that, you know, you wouldn't think that maybe your kids won't think much of it, but maybe as they get older, they're going to be like, hey, that was a cool thing that we did when we were at Disney. 
Yeah, 100%. And there's one reason that it really draws you there particular, Dan, because you take a picture at the American Adventure every single time, all right? Yes, yes. There is, and, and I try with my magic band every time I go there because I figure at some point they're going to know who I am and they're going to they're gonna notice my magic band as I try to scan into that Club 33 door. And at some point it's going to ring green and the door is going to open. But unfortunately, it just doesn't work for me yet. You just get the big, not happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last but not least, Joe, look, there is a one of my favorite shops in this pavilion. Like, absolute favorite shops. And I'm talking the Art of Disney shop that sits there. Because they have, look, we collect Disney art. And we collect Disney statues and all that kind of stuff. And these have some of those Americana Disney art and Disney statues that you really can't find anywhere else on property. Do you guys make it in there, you and Jen? I, we haven't been to the one in the American Adventure. We used to go to the one in the the very front of Epcot, you know, and we used to spend a lot of time in there looking through the different prints. Um, look, I, I'm kind of torn towards the resorts, towards Figment, towards the Orange Bird, like the characters that I like. So I have, but I haven't seen, I haven't invested back towards this uh, shop back in the American Adventure. But I will say, as somebody who's been to your house multiple times, you are a Disney art aficionado i mean you've got a lot of art hanging in your house so you definitely have some good taste but i can see why you and katie would love this shop because it kind of fits right up your alley but uh you know maybe the next time we'll go in there we'll, we'll take a look uh just i guess add it to our list this may be this is the midway point of our stroll around world showcase so maybe uh i'll be uh maybe i'll be lucky enough for you to maybe buy me something i like it i think we can do that i think it's one of those things that we could do yeah. some art and some music could maybe they'll me. let us be the ninth and the tenth part you know, of uh, the Voices of Liberty, you know, so we'll, we'll buy art. The cool part is, Joe, it's, it's um, they have a lot of statues in there that are all kind of Americana. So you get, like, Mickey holding the American flag in, like, the colonial outfit and stuff like that. It's really cool. Like, that's it's a really, really good spot. And it's one of those places, like, I'm, I'm just trying to catch up with Rick. I mean, Rick, Rick, when you go to his, he's got some of the coolest artwork. If anybody, if you, if you ever get to go to Rick's house, coolest artwork I've ever seen. I, I love going to the Reagans. And, and the reason my collection is so big is because he eventually goes to bed and I just load it into the car and take it home with me. Um, and it's, it's really, really nice. But yeah, we can, we can definitely uh, do that. So, so far we've got uh, margaritas. We're doing shots in Norway. We're doing um, chopstick uh, shopping in China. Beer, drums, and wood carving at the outpost. Uh, some mold wine in Germany. A charcuterie board in Italy. And then we're going to buy some art, and we're going to do some singing uh, over in the American yes. Pavilion. I absolutely love it. Um, you know, the one great thing about the American Pavilion, too, guys, is they do have some of the great places that you can take a photo. I mean, so many great places. So maybe you're inside, and you're about to watch the American Adventure uh, show there. And you can look over to each side of you on your right and your left, and there are six statues on either side that represent individualism, innovation, tomorrow, independence, compassion, discovery, freedom, heritage, pioneering, knowledge, self-reliance, and adventure. And with one of those, you need to take an awesome selfie. And when you take the awesome selfie, make sure to go post it in DDP Today, the Facebook family group. That way, next week, you can be our Pick of the Week. Picks of the week. It's time for it's time us to for get us our picks, to get of picks of the week. All right, here we go, boys. Moving into picks of the week. I am so excited. We got some great ones this week to look at. Uh, I am going to come to you first, Joe. Who is your pick of the week? So my pick of the week goes for first of all. My pick of the week goes to Charles Mary and. Tis the season, right? Everybody's decorating their houses. 
Everybody's posting pictures on our DDP uh, Facebook page, and uh, Charles posted a picture of his son. And it's definitely uh, an interesting way of using your magic bands that you don't use anymore. It looks like it's going to become garland on their Christmas tree, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, I'm sure there are other uh, DDP family members that do this as well. Uh, I just think it's a really creative um, use of them. I like that everybody's in the festive holiday spirit. So for that, Charles Mary gets my pick of the love week. Love it, love it. I love the, I love Charles, and and they're such a great family. I hope to see him real soon. Uh, Dan, how about you, man? Uh, my pick of the week is going to have to go to Irene Smith. I mean, they put on uh, a great Christmas. You know, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but they they Show, have so many man, cool extravaganza. Christmas trees. Yeah, absolutely, and and they did post a picture of their DDP uh, ornament that had all of our names on it. It had Aussie Dave, it had Justin, it had Mike, it had Joe, it had it even had Dan for crying out loud. And then of course it had my uh, one of my faves, uh, Mr. Jason, the surly Jason. So miss him, miss him dearly. But again, it was really cool to see to to, to see my name on an ornament. That was pretty cool. So. Again, really cool, and like I said, they, their Christmas trees with all their Disney stuff is just fantastic. So, Irene Smith definitely gets my pick of the week. They do such a great job, such a great part of the DDP family. I actually just put up both of my ornaments on our trees uh, from the DDP trees in the past, and they are right there downstairs. I can look at, absolutely love them. Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to she says longtime listener, first time poster. What have you been waiting on, Shannon Simpson McCayman? Uh, I have. I'm so excited you post because your post is awesome. Um, she said she's looking back over some favorite Disney memories. Uh, memory from 2008 tops her list, which I love looking back over those memories. She said, tricked her wonderful mom into going on Expedition Everest to telling her it was only slightly more intense than Big Thunder. Solid move. Really, really good move. The second thing she did, uh, she said, if you notice the cutout in the back row, my sweet dad was supposed to travel with us, but a couple weeks before the trip found out he had a heart issue, couldn't get international uh, travel insurance. Thankfully, uh, he's since had heart surgery and is totally good to go. So glad he's doing amazing. Um, so they got this photo of them on Everest, and yeah, mom looks absolutely terrified, um, and Shannon's having an absolute blast. And in the back, you see dad's face. It's like a like a cardboard cutout with his face. I love it. Everything about the photo screams what this podcast is. It's family. It's about creating memories. And the fact that you have that means everything. And she says it perfectly at the end. She says, sometimes it's not the big iconic moments at Disney that you remember most. It's these little moments with your people. And you could not have punctuated it better uh, for this episode because that's what this is about. That's what hidden gems at Disney are about, is finding those moments that sometimes you didn't expect when you looked at a park map. Sometimes you didn't plan whenever you thought about Genie Plus and Lightning Lane. But it's sometimes the little things. It's sometimes finding that store to where you buy something you didn't expect or you create a memory that you didn't expect or you take that picture you didn't expect. And that's what it's all about. And that's what makes this show a lot of fun is being able to see those things. Um, so what I am asking you to do right now is if you haven't done it, go join our Facebook page, DDP Facebook Family over on Facebook. Join that, post your pictures, post your memories, and uh, we will pick you for a pick of the week, hopefully, on a future episode. Also, I want to jo- really, really hammer it home on what we're doing for Give Kids the World, guys. $10,000. Look, we started at 5000 We nailed that, crushed it. Now we're at 10000 Send two families to Disney. What is Give Kids the World? It is a place that will house and send uh, families of critically ill children to the Central Florida theme parks at no cost to them. 
won't have to worry about a penny. They can go create some memories that'll last a lifetime. It's the most important thing that we can do as a podcast is to try to pass along some Disney love. Um, the amount of love that we've gotten as a show has been unbelievable. The fact, if we can pass just a little bit off um, to another family in need, we are all for it. We are at a little over $7,000 right now. We are going to hit 10000 by the end of this month. And how are we going to do it? Right now. Click the link below. For every $10 you, uh, you give... Not only are you going to be entered in for a chance to be a host on DDP Today, you pick the topic, and we will have a blast, but also DDP Today and Away With Me Travel are going to be matching the first $1,000 given in the next two weeks. Two weeks, guys. $1,000 we're matching. Get those. Get that money in. Get that uh, um, uh, your name in the drawing because we want to see you on the show. We want to have you on the show. We want to talk Disney with you. It would be an absolute blast. Make sure to email me, though. Uh, Disney Dad Justin at gmail.com or you can do show at awaywithmetravel.com and just say hey I donated this amount do we see it yes we do but this helps me just keep keep order and uh, we will put that many entries into the pot for you and we will do the drawing live on zoom on our Facebook group and that way we will get somebody there uh, I'm super super excited about that also Joe I'm super excited about the marathon weekend coming up so many great people going to be in town so many great people we're finally going to be able to see in person give hugs to, um, thank them for the support. Um, look, I've been great friends with Craig McFarland for four and a half years now, and I have yet to meet him in person. We've done shows together. We chat on the phone. I mean, it's and this finally, I'm going to be able to uh, have a drink with Craig and give him a big hug and, and hang out, and I'm just I'm super excited about it. Um, and there's just so many other people like that too. So, Joe, we've got some great stuff coming up, man. We're going to raise a lot of money. We're going to hang out with some people. That's what this family is all about. Closing words as we close this up, the first part of our Gems of World Showcase. Next week will be the second part as we start uh, and head around, starting in Morocco, finishing out World Showcase. So I got a couple things. Uh, number one is I always refer to Marathon Weekend as like a homecoming weekend. That's the whole – it just is. It's like everybody who is involved in the running community, they always end up at Marathon Weekend, and you get to see your friends you haven't seen in a long time. And I'm really glad that you're going to be able to experience that during the January weekend with Craig and all of us down there meet all of our other DDP family who we haven't met yet. So I think that's awesome. So uh, kudos. Can't wait for a marathon weekend. Also, um, just want to let you guys know, last minute trip, uh, I will be attending my very first Mickey's uh, Very Merry Christmas Party coming up on December 13th, oh. staying at staying at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. So I'll be excited to... Uh, uh, be in the uh, the Grandestino Tower there. So we'll give you guys a report on that. So looking forward to doing my first ever uh, Christmas party. And the last thing I want to say is I want to give a couple shout outs real quick, if you don't mind, Justin. Number one, to our brother, to our brother Mike, who is not here tonight, but uh, just finished uh, his academy. So congratulations to Mike. Uh, welcome officially to the public service realm. Uh, I know me and Dan are kind of smiling. And also to... Um, you know, also to Nate Smith, uh, who is a big listener of our show, who just passed the Arizona uh, Law Enforcement uh, Academy. And uh, I know it's super hard to get through these academies. I've done it before. Dan's done it as well, being a firefighter. So uh, shout out to those guys um, for you know, serving the community and stuff. Kudos. Congrats, guys. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. So uh, Patreon, stand by. You guys are up absolutely, next. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dan? Uh, yeah, congrats again to Nate and to Mike. You know, fantastic. You know, it's it's a tough job out there, so uh, they are doing hard work, and I, I can't wait to hear uh, some of Mike's stories once he comes back 
uh, on, on with us. But uh, Joe, you said you're going to be going to uh, the Christmas party and you're staying at Coronado Springs on December 13th. I am going to be at Coronado Springs from the 12th to the 15th. So we are going to have ourselves a drink. Awesome. At Coronado. Yes, at some we need point. to go up to the top of the tower. Dude, go to Dahlia Lounge. Have a drink. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited. I will Sweet. be reaching out to you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to be there uh, with Away With Me Travel, uh, doing some, doing like a fam trip, which is like a familiarization trip that Disney's putting on. So, we're going to do some touring. I'm going to be able to do some uh, resort hopping and also some, some park tours and stuff like that. Uh, but the evening is usually to myself. So, uh, we will definitely have a beverage and, uh, and uh, maybe, uh, you know, post a picture onto the DDP page and, you know, maybe we'll get close to a, a pick of the week or something. But, yeah, this it is sounds a great like show. A, uh, it sounds like a next episode of Splits Days. I know it's been tough with the holidays and the schedule, but I think that's our next episode. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm excited because this is the first time I'm staying at Coronado. So it's it, I'm super excited awesome. to be there. Uh, I love it. Um, so closing words for me, because you guys kind of nailed it. I wanted to – I had it written down here. Um, I want to talk about Mike for a second. Uh Mike has been a brother to me for a long time, and um, I've been able to watch the kind of uh, transition his family's made from New York down to South Carolina and the transition of careers and kind of what he's gone through and uh, the dedication that he has towards making that transition and the passion he has for it. And I know that this probably hasn't been the most fun thing he's ever done uh, in the world, but he uh, he did pass that final exam, and he is coming home tomorrow. He has his, um, well, it would have been on Friday. He has his his you know big uh, ceremony on Friday. And so, I, look, as your brother, dude, uh, you know we love you so much, man, and we're so proud of you, and uh, you absolutely rocked it. And Nate, look, man, you want to talk about somebody with dedication? It's absolutely been stunning to watch over all these weeks of everything you've been been doing, being away from the family. I know it's been hard, um, but it's all paid off in the end, and super proud of you, brother. And I can't wait to whenever we come out west for the DDP Disneyland family vacation to hopefully be able to see you, give a huge hug, and uh, and spend some time together because it's going to be absolutely an amazing time out there. Make sure to get a hold of us. If you're wanting to get – we've had so – guys, I don't even think you guys know. We've had so many people reach out about the DDP Disneyland trip. We had this planned, Dan, and it fell through because of COVID uh, oh. a couple of years ago, and we're seeing an even bigger turnout for this year. Um, lots and lots of families getting a hold of us. The prices are super reasonable um, for even on-site. Um, we also have those good good neighbor resorts we can hook you up with as well. So get a hold of the show at awaywithmetravel.com. Of course, if you're coming on the DDP trip, it has to be booked through Away With Me Travel. That's how we pay for all those little extras that we do. Um, so make sure to get a hold of us there, and we will get you taken care of. Guys? Awesome show. Love World Showcase. Love talking about the gems of World Showcase. We're only halfway done, though. So next week we'll be back with the other half of World Showcase talking about it. Going to get into some of those great places like Morocco. Uh, we're going to head to France. We're going to head to the U.K. And, of course, we're going to go to Canada. Um, some really, really good spots through there. Excited to do it. Uh, but for this show, we have enjoyed you. We have enjoyed talking with you. We hope you enjoyed your journey around World Showcase. Patron family, fun topic coming up, man. Dan is on the hot seat. We have put it out there to the patron family. We want to know it is an Ask Dan Anything episode where you get to learn about DDP's newest host, Mr. Dan Rossi, and he cannot say no. He has to answer those questions. It's going to be a ton of fun. So stick around, and we will see everyone else real soon. Have a good one, everybody. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you 
We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. This has been YDF Media Productions.